Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 31st of August and one of the most decisive days for Assam. More than 19 lakh people in Assam will now have to prove their citizenship after they were left out of the NRC that was published this morning. This is the second such list to be published in the country after 1951. The office of the NRC coordinator says 3.11 crore people have been added to the final list. The number of people left out, however, makes up for around 6% of Assam's entire population. The centre has said that people whose names do not appear in the NRC cannot be declared foreigners till all legal options are exhausted. Every person left out of the NRC can appeal to the Foreigners' Tribunal and the time limit to file the appeal has been extended from 60 to 120 days. Even in July last year, when the draft NRC list was published, around 41 lakh people were left out. The centre has said it will give legal aid to those who've been left out of the NRC through district legal services authorities. The governing BJP in Assam and its rival Congress plan to assist some genuine people whose names are missing in the NRC and several non-profits have also come forward to volunteer with legal help. Not many people, however, including members of the BJP, are happy with the current NRC. Assam Minister Himanta Biswa Sarma said, and I quote, We have lost hope in the present form of the NRC right after the draft. When so many genuine Indians are out, then how can you claim that this document is a red letter for the Assamese society? In districts bordering Bangladesh like South Salmara and Dubri, the rate of exclusion is the lowest and in Bhumiputra district, it's high. How can it be? We are not interested in this NRC anymore. Unquote. Even Ranjit Das, BJP's state unit president, has been vocal about his apprehensions over the document not being error-free. He expressed his concerns over the names of genuine Indian citizens being left out from the document yesterday. Do read our special section on the NRC on newslaundry.com for some excellent ground reports from Sam. Chief Economic Advisor K.V. Subramanian has blamed domestic and global factors for the slowdown in the growth of India's GDP. According to data released by the National Statistical Office in the evening yesterday, growth in the April to June quarter slipped to a six-year low of 5%. Subramanian assured that the government was committed to reviving the economy and claimed that the country would very soon be on a high growth path. His statement came moments after Union Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman announced the merger of 10 public sector banks into four entities yesterday. Last week, Sitaraman had announced a host of measures to boost the economy less than two months after presenting the union budget. The Reserve Bank of India had also announced last week that it would give the central government 1.76 lakh crore rupees of its dividend and surplus reserves. Meanwhile, BJP's favourite member Subramanian Swami tweeted, and I quote, Get ready to say goodbye to 5 trillion rupees if no new economic policy is forthcoming. Neither boldness alone or knowledge alone can save the economy from a crash. It needs both. Today we have neither. Unquote. A Sikh girl, Jagjit Kaur from Pakistan, made headlines recently after reports came out of her being forcibly converted to Islam to marry a Muslim man. The Sikh community was outraged. Pakistan formed a high-level committee to negotiate with a 30-member team of Sikhs in connection with the case. Pakistan police reportedly identified the suspects and traced them to Lahore. One of them was detained while three others involved in the incident received anticipatory bail. Two others are absconding. 
But while all of this was happening, Jagjit Kaur put out a statement that has given a twist to the entire incident. According to the statement, she had willingly embraced Islam and had married the Muslim man who is one of the prime suspects in the case. A writ petition has been filed in the Lahore High Court on her behalf against her family and the local police for illegal harassment. Kaur also submitted a written statement in the court admitting the same and accused her family of wanting to kill her. She is currently at Darul Aman in Lahore under the additional sessions judge's order. At least 12 workers died and 58 were injured in a massive fire at a chemical factory in Maharashtra's Dhule district today morning. The fire was caused due to multiple gas cylinders exploding and at least 100 workers were present in the factory when the explosion occurred around 9.45 a.m. Several teams of police, disaster management and the fire brigade are conducting rescue operations at the site. Chief Minister Devendra Fadnavis expressed his grief over the loss of lives and announced 5 lakh rupees to the kin of the deceased. There is nothing new about the blatant plagiarism that exists in the Indian film industry. Filmmakers have been known to lift off stuff from around the world shamelessly. Now all of you must know about Saho, the Shraddha Kapoor and Prabhas Tara movie that was released just yesterday. But what you might not know is that the background in one of the film's posters is stolen. It is the work of a Bangalore-based artist called Shiloh Shiv Suleiman. Shiloh had created an installation called Pulse and Bloom for Burning Man, a desert festival in 2014. And a photograph of the installation was used in the film's poster without the permission of the artist. They just lifted it off, just like that. And you know what the budget of the film was? 350 crore rupees. Like being an artist in India was not hard enough, now Shiloh has to deal with big production houses like T-Series and UV Creations blatantly plagiarizing her artwork. These people really need to be schooled on basic ethics. As you might have heard, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson got the Queen to agree to suspend the Parliament on or soon after September 9th until October 14th. This move gives lawmakers considerably less time to debate or even try to stop a no-deal Brexit. Understandably, there has been a massive backlash against Johnson across the country. Hundreds of thousands of demonstrators are expected to take to the streets across the country today to protest against Boris Johnson's move to suspend the parliament. Organisers are supporting the use of civil disobedience during the protests in dozens of towns and cities. Gandhi would be so proud, you guys. Irony at its absolute best. The Shadow Chancellor John McDonnell will also be among some of the high-profile speakers to address the demonstrators who gather outside the gates of Downing Street. Leader of the Labour Party and the opposition, Jeremy Corbyn, has also backed the protests, saying, and I quote, The public outrage at Boris Johnson shutting down democracy has been deafening. People are right to take to the streets and I encourage everyone to join the demonstrations in London and across the country tomorrow. Unquote. A Facebook group for the event called Stop the Coup, Defend Democracy said, and I quote again, Boris Johnson is trying to shut down our democracy so that he can deliver on his Brexit agenda. We can't just rely on the courts or parliamentary process to save the day. We all have a duty to stand up and be counted. Unquote. Protests are planned in Manchester, Birmingham, Newcastle, Liverpool, Bristol and Glasgow among more than 80 planned demonstrations that are due to take place in the coming week. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Do listen to the latest episode of Newslaundry Hafta. 
This week, we had journalist and author Pooja Mehra to discuss the RBI reserves. Surabhi Tandon, who covered Kashmir for France 24, also joined the panel to discuss the situation in Kashmir. We at News Laundry want to bring you details of ownership patterns in big news houses so you know where your news is coming from. To help us dig deep into the business of news in India, we need your support. Contribute to News Laundry Sena's Who Owns Your Media Project. Go to www.newslaundry.com sena and find the Who Owns Your Media Project. Select your News Laundry Sena membership level and click on Add and then proceed to payment. If you face any issues while paying on the website, you can also send us money via PayPal at paypal.me newslaundry. By the way, guys, today is the 100th birthday of one of my favorite poets, Amrita Pritam. She is known for her writings in Punjabi, but she also wrote in Hindi and Urdu. You must have watched the movie Pinjar. It is based on a book written by her. You must listen to Gulzar recite her poem titled, Main Tenu Fir Milangi. You'll find it on YouTube. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.